It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search it out is the glory of kings. This is the Message to Kings podcast. Episode 166, King Jehoash and the Death of the Prophet Elisha. King Jehoahaz of Israel has died, and his son Jehoash has come to power. That's his name, Jehoash. Not very original, eh? Some of these names, it's ridiculous. Jehoash will reign for 16 years, and he will fight the Arameans most of his reign and force them back to their borders, leaving his son capable of nearly destroying them completely. Israel will regain much of its dignity in his reign, and much of the credit he'll have to give to his father for seeking God, at least for a while. And we have to give credit to Jehoash for his first act and how he spends time with Elisha. All right, a little background first. The prophet Elisha is still alive in Israel. He's over 70 years old, and he's been invisible from our perspective for about 45 years. In these years, we have to mark those years and call them the years of quiet intercession, mirroring Jesus being the great intercessor from Hebrews 7.25, Romans 8.34, and 1 John 2.1. Well, Elisha is dying of an illness. And he's carrying the burden for his nation. And the power of his prayers we'll cover at the end of this episode with a crazy thought, which what could have happened leading into the next generation of prophets. Well, the new king comes to see Elisha, who is suffering from his illness. Check out how he greets the legendary intercessor and prophet of God. 2 Kings 13.14 Now Elisha had been suffering from the illness from which he died. Jehoash, king of Israel, went down to see him and wept over him. My father, my father, he cried, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. Isn't that powerful? I mean, the king doesn't just say, hey, what's up? I heard you were sick. Can I pray for you? Or um, what can I do for you? No, he, he was under some kind of power as he walked into that sphere, that presence that Elisha carried. And he was in awe of this prophet and declared, my father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. It's so powerful. This new king, he knew his history. Second Kings thirteen fifteen. Elisha said, Get a bow and some arrows. And he did so. Take the bow in your hands, he said to the king of Israel. When he had taken it, Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. Open the east window, he said, and he opened it. Shoot, Elisha said, and he shot. The Lord's arrow of victory, the arrow of victory over Aram, Elisha declared, you will completely destroy the Arameans at Apek. Awesome. This new king gets a word, he'll completely destroy the Arameans at Apek, which had to have made the king blush with excitement. 2 Kings thirteen eighteen. Then he said, take the arrows, and the king took them. Elisha told him, strike the ground. He struck it three times and stopped. The man of God was angry with him and said, You should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have defeated Aram and completely destroyed it. But now you will defeat it only three times. Okay, I mean, that's it. I mean, what on earth was that? 
I mean, 2 Kings 13.20 says this, Elisha died and was buried. There's no interpretation. There's no real, you know, hint of what's going on, even with these numbers or even the name meetings. I mean, he hit it three times and he was rebuked. Should have hit it five or six times, but he never told him to hit it five or six times. What on earth is going on here? So I've read a good number of commentaries. There's probably about five different opinions or more out there um, of what could have happened. I like one of them that says he was pretty half-hearted. Um, he hit it three times. He should have hit it five or six. It kind of that's probably a pretty good point. I mean, all these Israelite kings, when they do seek a prophet or repent, um, they're still worshiping their gods. They're half-hearted. Um, you know, if his assignment is to break off the Arameans, he broke them off to the borders of his country. And he didn't go the full way to actually um, enact a true defeat upon the Arameans on their soil. Um, so that, that's something to consider. But something I, I haven't found out there is maybe my take on what's going on here. Um, I, I'm going to kind of reach out here and just say that I get the take that this is one of those prophetic rebukes. Um, Elisha sees what's going to happen. Um, he uses an illustration. He says, hit it, hit the ground, and he hits it three times. It should have been five or six. He's going to go about halfway in defeating his enemies. He should have gone fully to the extent where he would completely defeat them. Yes, he was half-hearted, but there's something to be said in this that um, Elisha sees that you're halfway there, and there's an emotion attached to this word, too, from Elisha. He's on his deathbed, and it says he was angry with them. And, and the problem is, as you read this, you're like, why does he get so angry with them? Why does he get so frustrated? You've got to take that piece out of it because the guy's on his deathbed. Um, and it also says he has this horrible illness that's going to actually kill the guy. So I get the take. It's, have you ever been in one of those situations where, um, though the message-er is in a foul mood or a migraine headache or some awful situation, but the message itself is a very good rebuke. If you can disconnect with the intensity of the message, then you can realize what he's trying to say. And take away the anger of Elisha here, and you see, he says, hit the ground, and he doesn't go far enough. He only goes halfway, and he sees in his life he's going to be that kind of guy. And in fact, the way it ends is that he stops at the borders, he defeats the Arameans, he only does it three times. But in the age of grace, Jesus is there. And if, and if God shows you that you are half-hearted, well... Repent. Be fully committed to what you do. Go into that place where that you are not going to stop halfway. Go in fully committed to do all that it takes to accomplish what he's called you to do. It's a heart thing. It's a, a life walk thing. It's a Christian living thing. But it's also your assignment in life and whatever project, whatever thing that he's put in front of you, give it your all. Don't be a half-hearted kind of guy. Be so committed in what God has put in front of you that, that when he says, 
hit the ground. Take those arrows and hit the ground. You're already in sync with the Lord, and you're walking in step with Him that there is no teaching that has to be done to tell you you're not fully committed. And I think that's what it was. It's a prophetic rebuke. Um, Instead of analyzing all the symbolism, I, I think it's just you're halfway there. God wants your full heart. He wants you to be fully committed to everything that you do. And it's a message for all of us. To conclude this episode of Message to Kings, think with me here. Being a biblical history podcast, we can't fail to recognize who's alive at this time or who is next in the wings of God's ministry. The prophet Elisha is dead. Does the Lord have another prophet in mind for the next generation? Could it be this is what happened one night to a man who ministered with Elisha before his death? Now, Elisha still ministered to the Lord. He doesn't appear to be doing miracles in a street ministry sense, but his power is working through ministry remotely, through private intercession. As his ministry changes, he most likely loses some of his disciples, not out of change of faith, but because his ministry changed from prophetic evangelist and miracle worker to quiet intercessor. Regardless, Elisha must have still kept a company of friends who prayed with him. Here's a potential account of one of these men who still followed the man of God. Now, Amittai had just arrived home for the night. His wife stared at him as he entered the threshold. He had that look on his face like he had a million things to say and he didn't know where to start. His oldest child ran to him with a hug while his baby lay fast asleep in the other room. How was your day, she said, priming him up. He fired away as fast as possible. He spoke of work extremely quick. The ride home, just to get that out of the way. And two things he shouldn't forget about tomorrow. And then he spoke about his time with his friend, Elisha. We prayed for hours, it seemed. It was like I was lost in time as we prayed for everything. Our king, the country, the souls of people. And you wouldn't believe he prayed for everyone and even other countries. Everyone, she said. Yes, everyone, even the Baal priest in hiding, the Arameans. Arameans? Why would he do that? He said revival must come to all people. All must come to the knowledge of God. All? Even those not like us? Yes, even those not like us. But Moses commanded, Elisha read the law aloud. I understand it differently now. Show me what he read from, she demanded. Don't do that to me. I don't understand it either. And then he prayed for the Assyrians. The Assyrians? I hate the Assyrians. I do too. They killed your uncle. I want nothing to do with them. He prayed for the Assyrians? She questioned again. Yes, he prayed that God would visit them and bring even them to the knowledge of God. Why? Who would do such a thing? Moses didn't command us to do that, she said. I agree, and you speak like me, but there was something about it when he prayed. What, she said? I don't understand it, but I felt something when he prayed. She paused, processing what he said. What did you do next? I felt peace in my heart and sat there with the prophet, even as the others fell silent around him as well. I did pray one thing, she looked at him. I prayed the Lord's will done. She looked at him with love and shook her head, acknowledging the wisdom 
of the prayer. And before she could say anything, a loud, high-pitched noise was heard from another room. It was their baby. I will get our baby boy, he said to his wife. Please do. Jonah missed you today, she said tenderly. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Message to Kings. Feel free to visit the website, messagetokings.com. Share the Facebook page or if you want to chat, email us at messagetokings at gmail.com.